You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hello, everybody. You are listening to episode 208 of the Blended Family Podcast. I apologize. I know it's been quite a bit since I've put out an episode. I really had every intention to last week, but as you may know, we had a huge hurricane spinning around down here. I feel terrible for the Bahamas because, of course, they got nailed by Hurricane Dorian, and I would definitely encourage anybody to donate over there because their whole entire island was pretty much demolished, and there's a lot of death there. Um, The hurricane stayed over top of them for a couple of days while we were waiting. And of course, they had us start prepping a week before this thing actually even hit. They were making everybody completely go bananas because you know how it is when there's a hurricane coming. And I understand. But we were just in complete chaos here. The stores were sold out a week in advance. And They even closed down pretty much our whole town two days before the hurricane even hit here. And when it did, we ended up getting very, very lucky because it was brought down to a category two and moved further east off our coast. So it kind of just skirted the state of Florida and all the way up, of course. But we definitely got extremely lucky. That's not to say that it wasn't just a difficult week over here because everything was just chaotic. We had to board up the house and, you know, these things just kind of get everybody pretty messed up. So, but I am okay. My family's okay. Nobody got hurt here. And again, we're just praying for the people down in the Bahamas. So that is all that's been going on over here. I've got a new show for you today. I've got an expert on and there will be a giveaway at the end of the show. So make sure you stay tuned all the way to the end to hear who the winner is. Please do me a favor and share the Blended Family Podcast with people that you know, with other blended families, because we're really trying to help as many families as we possibly can. And I want to cover material that you want me to cover. I am going to be starting up some solo shows again soon, I promise. I'm just waiting for things to calm down over here. But send me your topic ideas or your questions, because I will start doing those Q&A shows again, as well as I want to cover topics that are beneficial to you. So you can always email me any kind of feedback, melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. And I am also available for coaching, both for blended family issues and financial coaching as well that we're doing now. So if you're interested in getting some coaching or to see the prices of that, we've got some specials there. You can just go to blendedfamilypodcast.com slash schedule. There you'll see everything. And by the way, all these links that I always mention, they're always in the show notes for you, as well as you can just go to the blendedfamilypodcast.com where you will find everything that you need to know. Now, speaking of finances, 
That is the one thing that is always free. The financial coaching is free. I want you to know that. But I have just a little tip for you today. I try to throw in these little tips every now and then because we all know how blended families uh, can struggle with finances because we've got big families, right? It costs a lot of money. Well, I wanted to talk about the importance of working together as a team. Sometimes financial concerns can really drive a wedge into a relationship because dealing with finances can be a very stressful thing. But when we allow it to come between ourselves and our partners, it just makes the whole financial mountain seem insurmountable. So I really need you guys to work together as a team. One person should not be doing everything with the financials. I understand sometimes one person pays the bills, that's fine, but then the partner should be sitting nearby. You should be discussing all of these things together. Even if only one person physically does the paying of the bills, you guys both need to know what's going on in the accounts. You need to have a plan, a financial plan. You can't just wing these things and you can't not discuss it. Because when you don't, it sometimes turns into a big, giant mess, right? And all financial decisions should be really made together, especially the important financial decisions, right? Any kind of big purchases, any kind of major decisions about insurance, about mortgages, things like this, bank accounts, credit cards, those kind of decisions should be made together, which would help to minimize arguments that you guys are going to have because let's face it, blended families, we have enough struggles. We don't need to also be struggling and arguing about money, right? So let's be on the same page and go over your financial goals and dreams together. I think that's really important also because When we think of finances, we're always thinking of how stressful they are and how they can come in between us. But did you ever actually just sit down and talk positively about finances in your life so that you can attract more abundance and feel good about that and kind of set a plan for what you want that money for. I think money is like energy and it needs to go somewhere, so you need to direct that. So if you don't have a plan for your future, how are you gonna know where you wanna go? So sit down with your partner, talk it out. What kind of home do you want? What kind of vacations do you wanna be able to take? What do you want your retirement to look like? Right? These are things that really, really need to be discussed together. And it could be a very positive experience. And then write down what those things are cost. And then have a plan to get there. And if you're having trouble with the plan and how you're going to do it, that's where I can come in, of course. And like I said, uh, all my coaching services with finances are totally free. And again, you can schedule that at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash schedule. And you just click the option there that says free financial review. Well, that is all for my announcements today. I hope you enjoy this interview with my expert who wrote a lovely children's book, and we will be giving away a copy of that book at the end of the show. So stay tuned and enjoy the interview. Hey, everybody. I want to welcome today's guest, Shannon Forster, who has created a children's book called Love Grows and Grows, and it's really helping so many families. I have it here in front of me right now. It's a beautiful book, and her story shows that all types of families are special, and the book now has a global audience, and it is a must-have book for all co-parenting and blended families after a divorce. Welcome to the show, Shannon. Hi, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have you. I, I did get a copy of the book and I've read it. And like I said, it is a beautiful book and I love everything about it. But before we really talk about the book, I want to talk a little bit more about you to find out who you are and maybe about your own blended family and what prompted you to do the work that you're doing now. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Um, yes, I, I am currently married. Um, I was divorced and remarried. So I do have two children from my previous marriage. They're a little bit older now. Uh, one is in college and one is in 11th grade. And then I have a little one. She is eight years old now from my current marriage. And uh, we have a really nice uh, blended family going on in our unit because my ex-husband is remarried and uh, my children's stepmother had a son coming into our family too, which is a, he was one year younger than my older two. So we always say in our group that we have four kids in our family and it's, it's just been really wonderful. Wow. And so your (laughs) husband didn't have any kids of his own. Correct. Correct. Uh, Yes, that's correct. Okay. And so, um, and did you have a blended family when you were a child or no? I did. And that was one of the reasons also, too, that was so important for me for this book, because um, growing up, I actually was in a very kind of tumultuous. uh, um, My parents didn't get along so well. And I always remember it being very hostile environment in my life growing up. So, you know, of course, you know, I swore when I got married that (laughs) I would never get divorced like we all all hope. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, and then when I was, you know, in a position where I was getting divorced, I thought, oh, my goodness. okay you know, worst case scenario in my mind at the time, because I really was trying to avoid that. So uh, yeah, I really tried to make us, you know, an environment where I was like, you know what, we can do this a better way. And I was really grateful that everyone was on board. And um, it's just worked out so well for the kids involved. It's so amazing, isn't it, that the things that we experience as children and young adults really just shapes us and makes decisions later on for us. Um, what do you think from, from growing up, you said it was pretty tumultuous. What was like one thing that really stands out in your mind that you knew that that will never happen uh, when you're an adult in your own family? Is there anything specific? Yes. Um, I was definitely the middleman in my uh, family's, mm. in my parents' marriage. You know, uh, you know, go tell your father this, you know, tell your mom that, um, you know, I'm angry with her because of this. You know, I wish she wouldn't do that. And it was just, you know, you, you just, as a child, you just want to please your parents and you just want a happy environment. And it was just, it was very difficult for me. I, I, you know, I handled it, I think pretty well, but it definitely stuck with me because when it came time for me to get divorced, I really, I just felt like my world was collapsing. I, you know, I really couldn't look at the bigger picture and say, listen, it happens. It'll be okay. I was just really devastated for quite some time. Um, and I think that really was because of, I just didn't want that to happen with my kids, you know? And so, um, and with the, um, with my ex's, um, wife, um, it was so nice too. She was coming in with a child also. And I, and I literally just said to her, I said, you know, um, you know, thank you so much because she was always good with the kids from day one. And, and, um, instead of being, you know, sad about that or saying, oh no, you know, or, um, feeling jealous about that. I thought, you know what, thank you so much for, for caring about my kids. You know, she would take them to the pool or she would, you know, take them to the picnic or something really fun. And I, and I thought this is great. And, and I should thank her for these, you know, for being so kind to the kids. And she reciprocated so nicely back too. And I just think we just saw the big picture where we're like, we're just not going 
you know, to have any negativity with this. We're going to make this work. I love that. That makes such a big difference. I remember when we had to go to that school after the divorce, you have to go to some kind of parenting course class. Mm -hmm. And I remember them saying that was part of it was do not use the kids as a go between yet so many parents do it all the time because they feel they feel well, it's easier to do that than have to communicate directly. But they don't realize the pressure that that really puts on the child, because first of all, they have to make sure they get the information right. And that doesn't always happen. And then the thought of them maybe disappointing the other parent or having to deliver some news that the other parent doesn't want to hear. It's just a lot of pressure. So that's really good that you knew that and that you decided that that wasn't going to be the way in your own blended family. So so, okay, so you, how long have you been with your husband? It's been almost 10 years now. 10 years. So everything's going along well, and you decide, I'm going to write a book. How did that come to be? What made you think that you wanted to write a book? That's a great question. Um, you know, I, I didn't anticipate ever doing this. It wasn't like I thought, oh, in my lifetime, I something that I wanted to do. Um, my background is I do have a degree in education, elementary education, um, but I was a stay-at-home mom, um, so I never really taught full-time, but I do have kind of like that, you know, foundation with children. Um, and I just kind of one day, well, I think it's better to say Throughout the years when um, my children's stepmother and I would be, you know, let's say we'd be somewhere together, people would literally say to us, wait, you're who and she's what? (laughs) And they would just be completely (laughs) perplexed that we are just getting along no problem. And, you know, after the 50th time this happened, I really just said to myself, you know what? I have such a good story to tell that can help so many families. And so I thought, you know what? And it just kind of came to me. And actually, the story I wrote very quickly, it almost, I I felt like it wrote itself. I I wrote it very, very fast because it just, it was just a great lesson to help so many people. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to read the book description uh, for the listeners. The book, Love Grows and Grows, has characters styled as human hybrid flowers, which themselves are a metaphor for growth and the evolution towards love. The story follows young siblings, Flora and Leaf, as they transition into a new and unfamiliar life between two homes, one with mom and one with dad, and his new wife. Their journey highlights the challenges associated with creating extended families, a child's apprehension of meeting someone new, and eventually choosing to accept and embrace this person to become a part of their secular world. With love and patience, we see a mom and a stepmom model a wonderful example of how to put their children first, working together to create a blended family with happy and confident kids. This example of unconditional love is what empowers Flora and Leaf to embrace a new definition of a typical family and cultivate a new normal that benefits everyone involved. And I, I wanted to read that because it gives a good overview of the book. And I want to talk about the book now. And it's really interesting hearing your story a little bit. Now I understand why you put certain elements into the book. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I really wanted to point out that I loved so much, and now I see why, is that you really put a very positive spin on the bio mom. And In most of the things that we read and see, the focus is always on the Um, Mm stepmom and, and, you know, maybe the wicked stepmom or the evil stepmom. And and a lot of the there's really not a lot of focus on how a bio mom feels and how a bio mom might try to help. And to be completely honest, 
there, I hate to say it, it's sad, but there are a lot of bio moms that, that aren't like you, that aren't yes. that willing to accept. And, and especially what I find especially um, admirable about you is that you are not a stepmom yourself. You didn't, you, you don't know how she feels, but yet you still were able to be a very decent person to her despite not knowing really what she feels like right now. And I really admire that because that really doesn't happen a lot. And what I love about the book and, and for the listeners, you've got to get this book and read it and read it to your kids. But you talk about how the bio mom, you know, there's, there's a situation obviously with the, the child's a little bit uncomfortable and the bio mom goes out of her way to help the stepmom make sure that she can assist her in, in making the child comfortable. And I really like that. Tell me why you added that in. Well, I just, I, it's so important. I think when we talked about before a minute ago about with my foundation personally, that I just found it to be so upsetting to me that, you know, that this back and forth that I just wanted to make sure that it really, when I got divorced, I realized it's not about me. It really is about my kids. And I just wanted to make the environment as positive as I could for them. And the story, actually the title love grows and grows is something I've always told my children. And, um, and it immediately, that was the, the title of the story. There was never like a question about that. Mm-hmm. And, and I know it sounds so silly and so fundamental, but it, it really is true. Love grows and grows. It doesn't matter. You can love someone a million percent and then you can love somebody else a million percent because love doesn't work that way. It's not like all of a sudden one day love's, oh wait, there's no more love. You know, we have to share now. So, um, that was, you know, I, I just wanted them to love her immediately. And they did. And I was so happy that they were happy. And it's just, it turned out to be a wonderful environment. And I'm just thrilled. Yeah, it's really a beautiful thing. I just, I just love how you had it because most books will talk about one household or the other, but this one actually talked about both households and how they could work together uh, to make a positive environment for the kids. So that was really, really great. Um, You also have a musical element in the book. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, I can. I wanted to make something very special between the mother and the little girl that could be transferred to her other mom Mm. or her bonus mother. And um, I I really don't have (laughs) any musical composition um, in me, but I just thought, you know, a sweet song would be something that, you know, mothers generally will, you know, sing to their kids at night. So I thought a song would be so pretty. And um, I actually came with that song very quickly. And I was, I thought it was so funny how quickly I came up with the song, but it's the sweetest little song. Um, and then when I had it, um, I thought, well, well, you know, some kids really can, you know, read music or be able to sing, you know, with the notes. So I hired a composer to write music to the song and she teaches music herself and she was wonderful. And so she said, sure, I'll do that for you. And so that's how the musical composition came in. And I loved it, too, because I wanted to make it interactive Um, for the children who cannot read music like myself. (laughs) um, I have a YouTube link included in the book. So it's really sweet. At the end, you can say, um, you know, if you want to hear a magical um, Flora sing her magical song, you can go to Love Grows and Grows Sing Along and Flora sings the magical song. So it's so cute. I love that when I do author reads at schools and um, and I tell the kids that they're like, oh, I'm going home tonight to hear, you know, the real Flora. And it's just it's a nice bonus for the kids. 
Yeah, I love that. It, it makes it very unique. Um, is it okay if I put that YouTube link in the show notes for the listeners? Or Sure. Yes, it's uh, Love Grows and Grows and then Sing Along. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll, for the listeners who can't write that down right now, I will definitely add that into the show notes so you can go take a listen to it. And of course, definitely you want to buy the book because the illustrations alone are just gorgeous. Um, I know you had the illustrations done by somebody, but you guys, this is one of the most beautiful books that I've seen. The artwork is magnificent. The colors, it's just really pretty to look at. So if the kids are looking at it, and then, like she said, you get back here on uh, page 27 of the book, and you see the song with all the music. So you can play along yourself. Um, you can look along as you as you find that video on YouTube. Um, just such a beautiful, different idea. And I know that it's also available in Spanish. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. I live in South Florida, and it is just vital to have, you know, uh, dual languages here. And, and it should be like that everywhere. And I thought, what a great, another way, you know, to captivate as many kids as possible. And so, yes, I made it in Spanish also, so you could receive it in English or Spanish version. That's wonderful. So let me ask you, Shannon, what, what positives have come after you wrote this book? Um, by the way, when was this book released? I don't even, I should know that, but I don't um, That's okay. Um, I released around the first of the year. So around January 1st, January 2nd is when I um, went officially, like launched the story. Oh, great. So this is new. It is new and it's, you know, it's come so far so fast. Um, I tend to be with my personality, kind of a go-getter in general. <laughs> so I've been, you know, sending it out to everyone that I can think of. And I've been doing, um, like I said, with my background with education, um, I'm very lucky because I can get into the school systems quite quickly. Um, I've already done, I believe, eight author reads at schools, which for me is just so fun. Um, that has been a really great positive Um one of the things I'll do is I'll ask a, like a kind of a question and answer to the kids before and after I read the story. And the beginning part is more of, you know, the process of how I wrote the book. How do you know, how do you do it? Who do you need to have it published? You know, those kind of questions. And then after the story, it's more the questions about the book and, and the story that's being told. And it's so important to talk about this. Um, social emotional learning in school in the school system now is just so important. And it's such a topic that really isn't discussed. Um, not to say that it's faux pas, but you know, we just sometimes we will kind of like shun away from something that's not, you know, hundred percent comfortable, so to speak, for everybody. But yet half of our marriages, you know, do end in divorce and that's life. You know, life does go on and we should try to find the best way possible to move forward. And I love, um, some of the questions that I get are so cute. Um, for example, um, sometimes I'll read the story and then someone will raise their hand and say, you know, now I understand why, you know, my friend Billy has two homes. I didn't understand that before. And sometimes when you don't come from a blended family or a step parenting family, it's not that it's a bad thing, but it's just not really discussed in the home. You know, Billy's parents probably didn't say, listen, there's going to be families that are going to have two houses. Sometimes people are divorced. So now they're like, oh, now I understand. And they seem like really relieved. They're like, it's such a nice feeling to like have answers. And I love that so much. That's really a good point. You never think about that, that other kids maybe don't understand. So it's not just a book for blended families. Any kids could really read this book. What are the ages that you that you do the readings for? Obviously, it's elementary school, right? 
Yes. Um, I go as low as kindergarten. And then sometimes when I read with kindergarten, there's a few little words in there that might be, a, you know, a little bit more extensive for them. So I will um, kind of read over those words. You know, I, I basically have the book memorized, so I can do that quite quickly. Um, but I would say my target range would be anywhere from f- my first and second graders are probably the ones that I see the most enlightened from the story. Um, third grade, I will get a really great response also too, but it is more of a children's book. And, you know, this is the age where they're starting to get very cool. And, um, (laughs) so I will see. So I would say, uh, first and second graders are really the perfect age for this story. Well, that's good. Now I was going to ask you what's next, but I didn't realize that this is a fairly, very new book out. So I don't know. Do you have future plans? Are you going to do this some more or what are your plans moving forward to help the blended family community? Oh, thank you. That's a great question. Um, yes, I actually have a a wonderful idea for a second book. And again, it, it, I just find it fascinating um, how fast it's coming to me, but I have such a cute story. I will keep it a series, so all the characters are going to be staying the same. Um, But yes, I already have in my head, it's 95% written. I'm going to focus, um, you know, generally when you launch a book, you need a good six months to a year to really, you know, it's my baby right now. I'm going to um, focus as much as I can to getting it out to as many people as possible. Um, but in about six months to a year, I'm going to write the second book and it's, it's such a cute addition to the story. So I'm very excited about it. Well, I can't wait for that. So you definitely need to reach back out to me when that happens so you can come back on the show and we can talk about it. So that, that definitely, because I really like what you're doing. It's exciting. Um, so where can we buy the book? Right now, since it's fairly new, I currently have it. I have a website, lovegrowsandgrows.com, and then I sell on Amazon. And then um, I foresee, I have spoken with local vendors at stores, you know, Books A Million and Barnes & Noble. Um, That process going through the paperwork takes hmm, about a good six months, but I've already talked to managers who just love the story. So as soon as the paperwork's through, uh, it will be at major stores also. Good. And again, I'm going to add those links in the show notes for the listeners. And uh, after this is over, I'm definitely going to be giving away a copy of this book to a lucky listener. So we'll get to that. So make sure you guys stay tuned to the end of the show. Um, Shannon, where can, how can people contact you in case they want to reach out? Oh, yes. Well, um, with my website at the bottom, it says connect with me um, at lovegrowsandgrows.com. And then you can, I have an Instagram account and I have a Facebook account. And then my phone number, would you, do you want me to say my personal phone number now? No, let's not okay. do that. <laughs> um, but <laughs> we, I don't know if, we, if you might get bombarded. Let's just, um, I'll have you give it to me at the end. And then uh, listeners, if you want her personal number, maybe uh, reach out to me. Unless you, do you want everybody to have your number? Well, it's on my website. So oh, okay. if you go, it will be there. So if you do want to connect with me, I'm always here too. If anyone wants to talk, I mean, you know, sometimes you just need to talk to people about, you know, uh, what's going on. And, and I would love to just leave, maybe give my opinion and advice on how I could help. And um, I would be glad to do that anytime. Well, that's wonderful. It's very brave of you to put your phone number on your website. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'll, I'll go ahead and add that to the show notes as well. And uh, so let's see. So before we go, um, maybe can you give us just some lasting advice, some words of encouragement, something, uh, final words for the listeners? Yes, um, that, you know, when when you are upon a divorce that you you do it. It's very, very difficult. I don't care what the scenario is. It's not something that was expected. And, you know, it's, it can be hard for quite some time, but 
once you start to heal, there are so many positives that can come out of it if you just work together. I have found, I mean, we as a unit, the four of us, it's so funny because let's say we generally have really great kids, but let's say they're doing something wrong. There is no manipulating between parents like um, you know, I could have their stepmother call me and say, Hey, listen, you know, this person, da, 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 I just want to bring it to your attention. So I'm right on it. There is no, <laughs> Oh, what did you do today? You know, to help them. And then, then you have the other parents involved also too. So it actually kind of backfires on the kids and works so great for the parents when we work together. Um, so we're always, <laughs> you know, on top of everything that's going on in their world. So that's a really great positive for the parents' side. You know, the kids aren't too thrilled, but um, <laughs> they can't get away with anything. Yeah. <laughs> but it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I remember my, my daughter, um, at one time she said to me, she was upset that I was communicating better with her dad. And she said she didn't like it that way. You know, she's like, I don't want you to talk to dad, you know, because of course, then they they know that if we're not talking and let me tell you, there were times that I know they started some stuff just so that we wouldn't be talking um, until we kind of wisened up to to what they were doing. And we were like, "Okay, we we know what you guys are doing now. But so anyway, uh, for the listeners, really, I highly recommend this book. It starts with the kids. You know, we, we worry about ourselves and how we're going to cope with our blended family situation. And sometimes we forget in the midst of everything we're going through that these children are watching. They're confused. They don't understand. It's hard for them. You know, they didn't ask for this. We did. We knew we were getting divorced. We knew we were starting a blended family. We're the ones that are falling in love with other people. But these kids are just kind of along for the ride. And so we need to educate them and we need to have resources there for them so that they can feel better about the situation. And I truly feel that this is one of the greatest blended family books that I've read. I really enjoyed it. And I know that you will, too. Like I said, I'm giving away a copy uh, after this. So stay tuned for that. But Shannon, I really enjoyed having you on the show. And I can't wait to have you back when book number two comes out. Thank you so much. Thank you, Melissa. This was a wonderful experience. And and I'm so grateful for the opportunity. Thank you. Of course. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Shannon Forster. I know I enjoyed the conversation and it is really a lovely book and it's illustrated so beautifully. So we are giving away a copy of that book today. And today's winner is javaqueen72 at yahoo.com. Linda Ritchie, you are the winner of Love Grows and Grows by Shannon Forster. I will contact you to get some information from you on how to get that shipped to you. And for the rest of you, if you want to be automatically entered in to win my monthly giveaways, you can just join my list at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash subscribe. It's free. You'll get just one monthly newsletter, but you'll get a chance to win something every single month. I hope you guys enjoyed the show and we will see you soon. Love you. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.